0: Happy Wednesday! Welcome to the Locked On Red Sox podcast. Thank you so much for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every day. I am your host, Nessence Lauren Campbell. We got a lot to talk about. It is hours away from the impending lockout. James Paxton agreed to a one-year deal with the Red Sox, and a few other free agents made their way to other teams. So let's jump into it. Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Locked On Red Sox podcast. I am so excited to talk to you about Wednesday's show today. Like I said, there is a lot to get to. So very early Wednesday morning, I'm talking about midnight, 1 a.m., it was reported that James Paxton agreed to a one-year deal worth $10 million with the Red Sox, and this deal also includes a club option for the 2023 and 2024 season. So for me, this move, I don't love it, but there's a lot of things keeping me from genuinely hating it and being really upset with this move. Because for me, this seems like more of a move for them to set up for the future. Um, James Paxton did have Tommy John surgery in April, this past April. So it's unclear if he will pitch in 2022. It really depends on his recovery. As you know, I'm sure that Tommy John surgery is a long recovery. Best case scenario, he'll be back in a 12-month span and will be able to pitch in April. Worst case He does not pitch at all in 2021, but maybe his rehab goes well and the Red Sox pick up his options and he can be a healthy pitcher because when James Paxton is healthy, he is a strong, good pitcher, but, but his health is a huge, huge question mark right now, especially because his Tommy John surgery is so recent. But this kind of also reminds me what the Tampa Bay Rays did with Nate Valdi in 2017, Granted, it was for much, much less money. avaldi did not pitch in 2017 after his Tommy John surgery, but it worked out for Tampa Bay in 2018 when he returned to the mound and pitched pretty well. His ERA was 381. He had 22 outings and 21 starts. Tampa did trade him midseason to the Red Sox in 2018, and we all know how that went. Avaldi pitched really well. He had an incredible Game 5 of the World Series where he pitched I think it was six innings of relief, and it was a six-plus-hour World Series game. Red Sox obviously did not win that game, but they did go on to win the World Series that year. So it's certainly, to me, I feel like $10 million is a lot to throw at a pitcher who may not even pitch in 2022 and, of course, this all depends on the impending lockout as well. He might not even get the chance to pitch in 2022. I don't think it's going to come to that. Come to that, I do think eventually that the MLB and MLBPA eventually will come to terms on an agreement. All reports are indicating probably not tonight and that the players will be locked out. But giving Paxton $10 million, knowing there's a chance he might not pitch, either in 2022 or pitch very little in 2022. To me, I feel like this makes it seem like the Red Sox are willing to go over that competitive balance tax threshold for next season. I don't see high and bloom adding $10 million average annual value contract. If someone was in his ear saying you cannot go over this threshold, I don't think they're just going to give away $10 million. If that was not the case now, I don't know. That's just what it seems like to me. I don't, like I said, I don't see them dishing out 10 mil to somebody who may not even pitch who may just walk after the 2022 season. This option is in the Red Sox hands. They have the, uh, the option to pick up that, that club option there. And he could make Paxton could make a pretty penny if he does pitch well, or if his rehab goes well and the Red Sox like what they see. So even though he only had one start, in 2021 he only pitched an inning and a third, then he was pulled and he eventually had surgery, he does throw hard like Avaldi, And I think there is reason for optimism, and I completely understand why people are kind of on the fence about this deal. They're kind of like, what the heck are the Red Sox doing? Why are they going after a guy who just had Tommy John surgery? And I did say this is a reason why the Red Sox should stay away from Justin Verlander was because of the unknown of him coming off of his Tommy John surgery. So clearly the Red Sox are not listening to Locked On Red Sox. They are not making Locked On Red Sox their first listen. But for every reason I said to stay away from Verlander, they ended up doing that same thing with Paxton. So for that reason, that's part of why it's hard for me, like I said in the beginning, to get excited about this deal. But I do know that when Paxton is healthy, he's a strong pitcher and he certainly could help this rotation. There's like a, there's just a ton of question marks surrounding him right now. I hope that this is the best case scenario for Boston. I hope that he ends up having a strong rehab, hopefully coming back closer to that 12 to 13, 14-month range rather than the 18-month range and probably miss all of the 2022 season. But we cannot tell the future. Um, like I said, I don't necessarily hate the deal. I certainly do not love it. I'm cautiously optimistic, but I would have rather seen that $10 million go somewhere else. But I'm not in the front office. I'm not making these decisions. So I guess we just have to sit back and wait and see how this all turns out. Coming up in our second segment of the Locked On Red Sox podcast, we will talk about the Red Sox agreeing to a deal with Kevin Ploecki, as well as kind of give you an update on the MLB negotiations with the Players Association, probably resulting in a lockout at 11:59 tonight. But first, I have to tell you about Bill Bar. You know me by now, you know how much I love Bill Bar, and now it's the holiday season. And now it's the holiday season, so grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar is filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and even high in protein. You get the best of both worlds with Built Bar being delicious and healthy. There's so many flavors to choose from. There is something for everyone. There's raspberry, there's mint brownie, double chocolate, my personal favorite cookies and cream. Like I said, something for everyone. Built Bar also gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors, battle those holiday shoppers. Hopefully you're not like me and do not wait till the last minute to do your holiday shopping. But I do know whenever I start my holiday shopping, I will be grabbing a Built Bar, probably a cookies and cream one, but because it's now the season of peace and love, don't, for the love of God, do not bring up your favorite built Bar flavor at family parties. Because people are that passionate about their favorite flavor, they'll probably fight for it and things could get out of hand. But then again, what family gathering doesn't? If you're friends with Santa, tell him to throw a few built Bars in your friends' and family stockings. With so many flavors they'd make anyone's christmas morning a happy one dip your built bar into a piping cup of hot chocolate as well add a little oomph to your hot chocolate it's one of my favorite things to do especially now it is like 20 degrees here at night in boston so that just adds a little more flavor to my hot chocolate and if you like some of those marshmallow treats around the holidays, you need 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 to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, they're fluffy, they're marshmallowy through and through, different flavors, all covered in chocolate. It tastes so good, you will not believe that they're filled with protein. And we have an offer for you. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Welcome back to the Locked on Red Sox podcast. Thank you so much for making Locked on Red Sox your first listen of every single day. So the Red Sox had a little bit of a busy Wednesday. Aside from agreeing to terms with James Paxton, they also agreed to a one-year deal with Ryan Brazier on Tuesday night. And on Wednesday morning, they also agreed to terms on a one-year $2.25 million deal with Kevin Plowecki. So I think that this was, we all saw this coming. We knew that the Red Sox tendered him a contract. It just was a matter of what will he make for a salary. I think this is very reasonable for him. He was a solid backup and he came in clutch for the Red Sox when he needed to. Um, Pitchers really enjoyed throwing to him. And I think that's really, really crucial to have that pitcher catcher chemistry. It is so important. And I think sometimes it goes unnoticed. I always go back to Rick Porcello loving to throw to Sandy Leon. He wasn't the only one who liked to do that. But I think that when a catcher or a pitcher prefers a a personal catcher, it just goes to show that they're constantly on the same page. They have that chemistry. They know what each other wants. And that's really, really important. And Kevin Ploiecki can provide that for the Red Sox. There are six other arbitration eligible players, but it doesn't so, I mean, there's still a few more hours here, but I'm not sure that the Red Sox will be able to hammer out any other salaries. Uh, Raphael Devers really being the biggest name. Josh Taylor is also on that list. But Raphael Devers really highlights the, the list of six players who are left to, were t- they were tendered contracts. But now, like I said, they just need to get that salary figured out. It's probably the hardest part about tendering contracts is figuring out how much this player is worth because they are under control for the 2022 season. So someone like Devers, certainly we've talked about this, that he probably does warrant some sort of extension. It's just a matter of how does he fit into this team's future? Is it the third base position? Is it a designated hitter? Is it elsewhere? I don't think it's going to be anywhere else but third or the DH spot. But that's probably a lot of why there is no extension talks. I, like I said in previous episodes, I really don't think it's anything to wave a red flag at. I think it's just a matter of where does he fit in the Red Sox future plans? Because I'm sure he does. I don't think that the Red Sox will let him go. But getting Ploiecki out of the way, getting him signed and getting him and getting his contract finalized before the potential lockout certainly was a good move for the Red Sox. I love Ploiecki. Kike Hernandez took to Twitter shortly after the news uh, the news broke and he His own twist on the dancing on my own lyrics, and Kevin Plawecki quote tweeted it and just said, "Let's run it back." So it's already good to see that even though the the season may not start on time, that they're already they're they're continuing to build chemistry. That there's no shortage of friendship there. So I'm really excited to see that. But as I keep alluding to, is that the potential lockout, and we have been talking about this for. For months, we've known that this could be a possibility now since this new CBA went into place what seems like a million years ago at this point. So it certainly seems like the we're heading into a direction of a lockout. Max Scherzer, who was introduced by the Mets to officially welcome him to New York, said today that it certainly looks like that it's going to be a lockout. He said it's a very likely scenario. And if Max Scherzer is saying that, it's probably going to happen. He is one of the reps for the players association and earlier in the day it was about three o'clock that jeff passina had reported from espn that both sides had about a seven minute meeting they left and they were told that the negotiations were done for the day essentially signaling that there will be a lockout at 11:59. now there has not been a lockout in a very very long time this will be the first lockout in my lifetime for baseball However, I am also a longtime NHL fan, so I am a pro at handling lockouts. I know how slow they can be. I know how the process can go. I know that there could be times when it seems like the two sides are so close to an agreement just for one of them to pull back and say, never mind, we're starting from scratch. I certainly do not want that to happen. I want this lockout to be swift. I want it to be brief. I don't even want it to happen. I think is inevitable at this point. I think that the two sides, especially if they're done negotiating, I think that's, I mean, that's that. There's nothing you can do there. So all's well that ends well, but we don't know how this is going to end yet. Hopefully it's just a matter of spring training starts a little later. Maybe the regular season gets pushed a week or two, but we won't know until we are in this lockout but just because the work stoppage will be here just because there'll be no talks of of baseball really does not mean this podcast is going anywhere. We do have a very exciting announcement to make later this week. I'm so excited to share that with you. And I'm so excited to continue to bring you this podcast Monday through Friday, maybe Monday, Wednesday, Friday depending on the CBA talks and everything like that, but we are not going anywhere. So do not fret we have one more segment of the Locked On Red Sox, and it is a bit of breaking news. I'm so excited. I love when this stuff happens. It literally just came in through my phone. So we will talk about that and end this show on a positive note. But first, I have to tell you about Bet Online because Bet Online has you covered all season, which means more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season, so head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive that 50% welcome bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back to our third and final segment of the Locked On Red Sox podcast. Thank you so much for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every single day. It was a pretty busy Wednesday. Unfortunately, Marcus Stroman did not sign with the Red Sox. He did sign with the Chicago Cubs. He was the one to announce it. I think I said that I Figured he would be the one to do so just because he's so active on Twitter, and I love when players make the announcement themselves, and they're the ones who are like, hey, this is where I'm going. Would have loved to see him in a Red Sox uniform, but unfortunately, he decided to go elsewhere. All the best to him. But as I was finishing up my second segment of the Locked on Red Sox podcast Alex Spear had broken the news that Rich Hill will return to the Red Sox. He said he's in agreement with the team on a deal, which will become official pending the results of a physical. I don't know if a contract will become, will be able to become official in the next three hours and 45 minutes, whatever we have left here. And he also just noted that this will be the seventh time Hill has signed with the Red Sox as a free agent. So this will be his 18th year in MLB, which is incredible. He's 41 years old. He's had an awesome story he's had. He's overcome unfortunate tragedy and trauma in his life to become a very valuable pitcher to teams. He's had a very solid career. He's been reliable. Um I don't think much like the James Paxton deal, much like Michael Wacha. I do not think this really replaces Erod However, much like Michael Waka, much like hopefully James Paxton, Rich Hill does provide some depth. He's familiar with the organization. He provides a veteran presence. Right now, there are no terms to the deal. I can't imagine it's going to be a one-year $10 million deal. So I'm excited for that move. Um, I don't think that it, like I said, it's it's not some big-name Marcus Stroman. It's not some Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, no. And I certainly think some of the Red Sox fans probably are getting a little restless. They might be a little underwhelmed with the, what the Red Sox have done in this offseason, especially before a lockout. But bringing back Rich Hill probably is a depth move I think that he'll be good for. For out of the bullpen, he can go long innings, he can go short innings. So that is, it's an exciting time. I I like Rich Hill. I've always I've always liked Rich Hill. I still want the Red Sox to do more. However, like I said, it's 11.59 is getting closer and closer as I talk to you. But there still will be a lot of free agents on the market. Carlos Correa still has not signed with a team. And as the minutes start continue to tick down off the clock, it makes you wonder if he's going to have to wait till after a lockout, after two, the two sides come to an agreement on a new CBA. But more so than that, I think that after this lockout is done and the two sides do come to an agreement, it's going to get crazy. It's going to be an influx of signings, hopefully anyway. And hopefully the Red Sox can be part of that little bit of frenzy there after the lockout. But let's end the show there. Let's end it on a happy note. And hopefully we are going into Thursday, not locked out. I don't foresee that happening. No, I unfortunately do believe A lockout is on the docket for Wednesday night, just before midnight. But thank you so much for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every day. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at la 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 -la Lauren three laws Lauren four hours, as well as the Locked On Red Sox Twitter account at l o underscore Red Sox. Be sure to check out all of the other amazing Locked On shows across our network. Locked on Blue Jays, Locked on A's, Locked on Yankees. Everyone does an incredible job. We have so much fun providing you baseball content every single day. And now that you have made Locked on Red Sox your first listen of every day, head on over to Locked on Bets to make that your second listen. Locked on Bets is your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. It's hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day. We'll see you Thursday.